baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All the news you need for your day and the sports music and podcasts you love are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it now. It's WTIC. Thank you for being here. We are open for chit-chat right now. 860-522-9842. And uh, let's see. We can slip a call in here. We're a little backed up on calls. Let's talk to Mark in West Hartford. Hi, Mark. Hey, Todd. I so didn't want to make this call. I'm still trying to digest this information I got last night. So right before I went to bed, a important figure in politics called me up, and they knew uh, my crusade and Juan's crusade about this girl who unfortunately died at one of our middle schools. Mm-hmm. And she uh, goes to me, she goes, well, did you realize that we lost a kindergartner on April 7th at Charter Rope? magnet school which just blew me away todd i pride myself on being dialed in so this is all i know because of course town officials now do not want to answer any questions it was either a seizure or an allergic reaction and to be honest with you it doesn't matter what i'll ask you or pose to you imagine if you had a a a child prone to seizures and has uh, some type of you know affliction that would lead to that or they have severe uh, allergic reactions to whatever, known or unknown. Either one of them, known or unknown. Wouldn't you like to know the staff at a school? I mean, imagine sending a child now that this is going to become public, because I'm going to make sure it does. Like, they now want to hide the death of a five- or six-year-old. I, I can't even absorb it. I can't, I can't even make sense of it. I You're talking about West Hartford today. again. West Hartford again. Yeah. Okay, I've got to hold you right there, but I, I think it's a, um, it's a good topic for us to learn more about. And the secrecy of those in government is, um, is problematic because government doesn't function right. If there isn't pressure on decision makers to do the right thing, their inclination is to take care of themselves and to cover up facts that the public would want. And that's why we want to pressure them. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Wait a sec, wait a sec. I've got too many things going on here. I'm trying to dub sound. I'm trying to turn down the speaker so it's not blasting into the microphone. I'm trying to find this cut of Biden. He was so disgusting in the the um the pleasuring of the unions that he was performing on on tv it's just shocking to hear the president of the united states describe i they used to talk like this all the time in the old days 
because they were assigning this nobility to the idea of rigging the system. And look, I understand a lot of people have passionate ties to their unions and and that uh, they feel like their lifestyles have been greatly enhanced by the fact that they live inside of a rigged system where they've been able to, because of their union membership, rig the system to get more for their families. And I understand this, the uh, emotional connection that will give you. But keep in mind, the only reason you can get more from that system rigging is because other people are getting less. And because regular people who are driving to work not making union wages have their taxes go up so that they can contribute the money so that states like Connecticut can overpay in, in, into the rig system for people, say, doing construction projects on the road. And the waste that then is built into the system becomes part of what makes it so oppressively expensive to live in the state of Connecticut and explains why none of the roads have uh, solid surfaces for, to drive over. Have you noticed that? That's because of the rigged system. And we've gotten to a point now with the rigged system where the cost of doing anything in the state is absorbed by the, the political favors that are doled out rather than by the delivery of services. And that's, where, that's the natural extension of where system rigging goes. If you figure out a way to make sure the system doesn't work for everybody, but just works for a few who then pay it back to the powerful who give it to them, you destroy the, the notion of free and fair elections and, and democracy. And that leads to the frustration of a non-working, a non-functioning society. And that's what led to the election of Donald Trump. People saw him and said, hey, here's a guy who can break up the rigged system, who might have the power to do it. 860-522-9842. Gene in Harwinton. Hi, Gene. Hey, Todd Feinberg, good afternoon. Gene, Gene, Gene. How are you today? Well, I'm happier now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, you know, I, I've been listening closely to this immigration stuff, you know. Yep. And, and now they're dumping them off. They're bringing them on buses and everything else. Oh, it's they're delightful, isn't it? Around. Are you delighted by it? No, I'm not. I'm, it's rather disheartening because, you know, I remember my grandmother and grandfather escaped Hungary in Denmark when the Germans were threatening invasion way back in the early 1900s. Okay. And they had everything they owned in a suitcase, and they packed a brown basket with some apples and pears, and that's what they ate until they got here. Wow. And they came through Ellis Island, and, and they went to work in the factories, and they raised families and bought property, and, you know, it's nothing like what we see today. Well, people still buy property, and... Um What's different? What are you What are you pointing to? Well, they worked awful hard to get what they got. You know, yes. they they went to work and and worked and saved pennies on a dollar. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And, People and, worked and so then, hard, and then they barely got going. And here comes the Great Depression. People worked hard. They did. It was it, incredible. It really is disgusting compared to today. They just expect a handout. Well, it's not their fault for expecting the handout. That's what they've been taught by the government. The trouble is we've got a government that thinks that buying votes, because ultimately this is what 
this is what happened to us is the government realized if they can just con us into giving them way way more of our money that they can use it to rig the system that's what i was just talking about and that's it's where we are really. so it's it's not the fault of the people who are getting it you know it, we've been trained through generations now to expect yep. free stuff and guess that's who's terrible. doubling down on it joe biden is doubling down on it gene uh, it's, it's really disgusting. Well, you should have thought of that before you voted for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be the day. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> vote for him if he put a gun to my head. <laughs> Gene, thank you for the call. As always, 860-522-9842. Paul in Waterbury, hi. Hello, uh, Todd. I'm actually walking down the street in the sun today, uh, feeling terrific, and I found that that's a great way to deal with depression and anxiety is... In the sun, there's great life-giving benefits uh, walking. Uh, I have a long history of psychiatric history, and I, I, without the, I'm not going to go on and on on a big diatribe here, but I've been hospitalized twice in my life for... What did you learn from the experience? Uh, frankly, Todd, the system, the mental health system, is so corrupt, it needs to be totally dismantled, and built back up from the ground up. It Describe that, because I, you know, it's um, funny when I was talking to Kathy okay. today. That was that's what I had on my mind. Is if yeah. we could somehow get the number, the cost per whatever per unit of treatment that is doled out, yeah. because the well, state controls everything, it must be ten or twenty or thirty times more than it should be. Yeah, well, the, the state system, the state mental health system, is notorious for being the worst place to be. You do not want to be in a state hospital. That is the worst possible place for you. They're notorious. Are you talking about as a worker or as a place no, for no, care? No, as a patient. As a patient, you do not want to go. I think the only one left is Connecticut Valley uh, State Mental Hospital. I worked in a psychiatric hospital called Elmcrest, a private hospital, back in my 20s when I graduated from college. And I went to Boston University, got a degree in psychology, did go to graduate school for a while. And I, I worked at Elm Crescent. Well, the state pays more money. I wanted to make more money, you know. So back then it was seven oh two an hour to start with Connecticut Valley. I got a tour of Connecticut Valley. It was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It was atrocious. Yeah, but give us something factual. What exactly do you see that anybody okay, could look well, at and say this fact, is stupid? I don't know what it's like now, Todd. This was 30 years ago. Uh, I don't know if it's improved much. Maybe it has. Uh, basically, you see people all drugged up. They call it the Trilophon Shuffle, okay? They over-medicate people. They, it is just so oppressive to people's rights. I was admitted. I had two episodes. One same of same period of time? Well, actually, it was uh, my first uh, hospital. It was actually before I got the job at Elmcrest. I in nineteen eighty. Okay. But do you have a more? I, I'm just curious if you have a more uh, recent contact. Like, what's no, your no, most it's recent? Been 30, it's been thirty-seven years. All right, then I, just I, give I, us I, a general. Like, what can we? Given that so much to, time has gone by, maybe they've learned how to do it better or worse. Well, no, 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 they haven't. No, no, I can guarantee it. Uh, the problem is, I hear all these PSAs about mental health, and we're listening, and all this basically, Todd, it's crap. Okay. The whole, you know what this is a symptom of, the mental health stuff? This society is so disjointed. Nobody really cares about anybody else. Everybody, and I don't want to sound really crotchety here, but people, the, the reason people have mental health 
problems of depression and anxiety is because they feel alienated from people. They feel lonely. Okay, yep. people don't get enough hugs. People are all, especially in the Northeast. This area of the country is so cold. Well, we are isolated from one another, even when we're in contact. People always talk about how you can be in New York City and, and somehow being in the most crowded place in the world makes you oh, feel more of course, lonely. Of course, because no, nobody, you know, nobody cares. That, that's the problem. They say you need 20 hugs a week to survive. Pat, I haven't had a hug <laughs> in two, a year and a half. Uh-huh. This is what you were here in general psychology class. But the corruption in the system is so rampant. They ruin people. The psychiatric system, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you one instance, and I'm not, you had other callers you want to get to. Okay, this woman, a friend of mine, she was kind of hyper, okay, kind of a hyper woman, and she was an insurance underwriter, okay, and she decides, I don't know, maybe I should see a therapist. So she goes to see a psychiatrist, and she, now she's going to be given a diagnosis. They love to give out diagnoses. They love to pigeonhole people. And put people in sick roles. But anyway, they died. All right, Paul, we'll hold you right there if you can't control yourself. Come on, my man. Bob, hi, you're next on WTIC. Hi, I, I called uh, a few weeks ago uh, concerning the Federal Reserve System, and I was hoping that uh, Anthony could get uh, a guest, uh, a man named G. Edward Griffin, G. Edward Griffin. The creature from Jekyll Island, a second look at the Federal Reserve System and uh, the, the, this Jekyll Island Club was owned by the 50 most wealthy families in America. Mm-hmm. Hoping that you might find enough interest or if this was the proper format to help enlighten the Americans about how our banking system is controlled by the Federal Reserve. It's never been audited. It's uh, it's uh, founded by the Rockefeller J.P. Morgan banking family, and it was founded on this Jekyll Island Club. Uh, in 1832, President Andrew Jackson abolished a central bank, and it took 70 years for the bankers to get their bank back in the form of the Federal Reserve on this Jekyll Island Club. And I was hoping that it's a very oh, and I was just saying that. So, what do you tell us? Not the story about calling to talk to Anthony about it, but tell us what it is that you want oh, I to have to accomplished by getting Griffin on, who I believe is in his nineties now. I don't know if um, you're correct. Uh, maybe maybe not him, but uh, I don't know if you're the right format. But what's the or, thing you're looking to accomplish? Well, I'm trying to get people uh, uh, enlightened or aware of uh, the as to what and how it controls our banking system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Paul and Senator Rand Paul have spent their political careers trying to abolish. This has never been audited, even. Can you tell us, in your words, why it should be abolished? What 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 does the Federal Reserve do, and why is it bad? Well, no, it's important to your 401k. Like uh, a few years ago, Greenspan said. The uh, the stock market is uh, a little has a little too much exuberance, and it fell about eight hundred points. So that's that's it's it's got too much. What does yeah. the Federal Reserve do? Just, uh, 
well, they like why was the mechanism created? What's the? They print the money and they uh, collect the interest on it. So it's an intermediary that was set up in the old days. The mon the monetary system used to be part of the government, and then they set up this pseudo independent organization. Is that is that what they, happened? You had it. They 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 say independent, but they they control our monetary system. And what's the sales pitch? What would somebody on the other side of the debate say about the Federal Reserve, about why it's good? You just hit it earlier. When they, they go around saying it's independent from Congress. So Congress requests money. So they can't play political games with it? Is that what you're saying? But uh, they play. They, I'm, not, I'm not an expert, but uh, I know it shouldn't be a banking system that's never been audited mm -hmm. uh, controlling our monetary system. And having uh, the pre Janet Yeltsin, her previous job was uh, head of the Federal Reserve, like what Powell has, and that's the second time that something like that has happened. All right, Bob. Thank you so much for the call. I will see if he's uh, still in condition, Griffin, to to talk and and doing interviews. Guy in Weathersfield. Hi, guy. Hi. I've just got a brief, great story to tell you. Okay. Uh, and then I have an observation. I'll do, the, I'll do them in reverse. Uh, you spent a little bit of time describing the influence of uh, money and power on the uh, welfare of the rank-and-file voter or the uh, man in the street, so mm -hmm. to speak. Uh, several years ago, I came up with a simple one. We, we the American people, have the best government that money can buy, and it does. And, and, and that pretty much sums it up. When you talk about special interests, they are the only interests on the part of our legislature. Yeah, but are, are we different from other governments? I just f feel like well, maybe we Yeah, we, we set ourselves up as different. We have a constitution. I think we used to we, be different, and then the moneyed interests figured out how to hack the system so they could get the control that they expect to have and that they have well, everywhere I think, else. I think you nailed it when you said that Trump got into office simply because he was going to, quote, drain the swamp, unquote. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for his personal personality. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, he might have had a second term, and he might have had a better shot. Well, so this but, is the irony of Trump, right? He's the guy who's yep. uh, tough enough and and visceral enough to break everything that needs to be broken, but the trouble is he, he breaks everything, not just the stuff that needs to be broken. He's the epitome of the phrase, his own worst enemy. Yes. But here's the funny story, and I'll, I'll make it as brief as I can. We're yeah, driving, we've only got a minute, so talk fast. All right, we're driving north on a, a route that heads to Canada, we're up in northern New Hampshire, and there's the Customs and Border Patrol or Immigration Naturalization Service pulling over a bunch of uh, obviously minority people on the side mm-hmm. of the road, run-down car. The two liberals in the back seat, a couple were very close to, my wife and I happen to be conservative. Oh, look at those poor people. And my wife and I are biting our tongue because, you know, that's our, our law enforcement doing their job. Well... The, the short story, even shorter, those two folks reside full-time on Martha's Vineyard. Talk about Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, wonderful can, is that I guy? Will. You must have been cheering when that happened. Thank you so much for the call. 860-522-9842. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Well, good afternoon. All right, listen to this. Joe Biden, something tragic happened last night, and that was that a a rigged system that was too big to fail was in danger of failing at a time that would have been politically deadly for the Biden administration. So they, went, they raced right in there to use the full weight and power of the United States government to make sure that those union workers would get way overpaid and way overbenefited and way overprivileged by putting their thumb on the scale. Listen to the president talk about it. As you might guess, I am very pleased <laughs> to announce a tentative labor agreement between that has been reached between the railroad workers and the railway companies. You hear that evil little laugh there? 
to announce a tentative. Where is it? Where is it? Very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> we gotcha. We gotcha. Uh, did did am I exaggerating? Did they not work hard? So I thank the unions and the rail companies for negotiating in good faith. They met up for 20 straight hours to that negotiation and, uh, and for sticking with it, especially over the last few days. In fact, the negotiators here today, I don't think they've been to bed yet. So <laughs> I don't want to keep this very long and having to stand as besides. Together, we've reached an agreement. You reached an agreement that will keep our critical rail system working and avoid disruptions of our economy. Under the gun. Loaded and aimed at their temples by the President of the United States. They made an agreement staying up all night on his behalf. And I'm grateful, grateful for the members of the administration who worked tirelessly on both sides to help get this done. I especially want to thank Labor Secretary Marty Walsh, a card-carrying union member and the first union Labor Secretary in decades. So what he's saying is we've really rigged the system good. And... We are using as much of your money as we see fit to drive up the cost of doing business for this critical infrastructure so that we can win the midterm elections. And that's why you don't want to have rigged systems. That's why rigged systems, that is to have a third-party special interest group in the position of having a lot of political leverage over something like railroad workers, what that does is it invites the president of the United States to sit around with the unions and figure out how to screw the average worker. That's what it's all about. And you can sit there and say, oh, that's good. They're finally getting what they deserve. Well, that may be, but the best way for people to get things that they deserve is in a market based on their abilities as opposed to a system of rent-seeking is the official term. That is where they are using their leverage to buy special favors from your government. That's the worst-case scenario, and that's what the President of the United States was celebrating with his remarks yesterday. He thinks it's exciting. And I, I think he's a little self-conscious, which is why he did the, uh, the evil little laugh there. Between the railroad workers and the railway companies. This agreement is a big win for America and for both, in my view. I want to thank the lead negotiators and the, from the labor movement, the Brother of Locomotive Engineers, the trainmen, International Association of Sheet Metal and Air and Rail and Transportation. Oh, these are all his friends. And other labor unions engaged. And this is a win for tens of thousands of rail workers and for their dignity. And oh, the their dignity. So their dignity now is being purchased using your hard-earned money. 860-522-9842. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh-oh, Don's on the line from East Hartford. Hello, Don. Hey, Todd. This morning I was listening to Pastor Will and a caller called in and was blaming Biden for agreeing to the railway uh -huh. um, agreement. And he was like, well, guess who's going to be, all of that money is going to be passed on to we the, we the consumers. So and and then and just now I'm listening to you and you're you sound like you're blaming Biden too. 
So it's like, damn if you do and damn if you don't. If you had what do you mean? Them and, uh, Carl, let me finish. If you yeah. had ignored them and the strike went through, you would be, you'd be shouting from the rooftop. You would be shouting from the rooftop if Biden allowed that strike to happen. Wouldn't you? I don't know. I can't predict how I would feel. Of course you would be blaming Biden. Why did he allow that strike to happen? You know, I can't tell you how I would feel if he had gone the other way, but I know that what we are seeing and what you're not addressing, Don, is what I said, which is obviously it's a bad thing to have the president of the United States and all the machinery of the federal government stepping into a private enterprise and forcing that private enterprise to sign deals with a special interest group to drive up the cost of services. Does that please you that you're going to be paying more? You're still not answering my question. I don't uh, know the answer. Uh, that was my answer. I did answer the question. Now, how about you ask answering mine? He has to do what he had to do what had to be done to stop these people from shutting down the country. Yes, then, because he's got an election coming up in a few weeks and he can't afford to lose it. So every bit of muscle he can use to exercise his authority from the federal government, he will use to make sure he wins elections. But that doesn't mean it's best for us. That's all I'm saying. So why don't you say that these people planned it and wait and waited until it's coming up pretty near to the election to do oh, that? Oh, I, I suspect they did. Okay. That's what happens when you have a rigged system. Everybody starts maneuvering to try to figure out how they can get the best out of the hides of people like you who go to work every day. I'm say, I'm I'm willing to give him the benefit of though. He had no choice. They, these people was going to strike and okay. the country. Yeah. In, 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 Just in, like in, they have no choice making sure the schools are the, as bad as possible so they can create special interests there they can sell you out to, Don. Just like they make sure that the highest possible wage is paid to anybody working on roads, highways, doing maintenance or construction that you pay for, so they can get the favors back from those unions who they make those sick deals with. You can just turn your head away from all the bad stuff they do and say, oh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But there is no doubt. It's obvious what they're up to. And if you, if you don't believe me, talk to state Senator, former State Senator Len Susio about it. Hey there, Len. Hey, Todd. How are you doing today, huh? Well, you can tell, can't you? It's going good. Yes, yes. I asked Anthony, I said, what's the hot topic? And I understand uh, it's that uh, Martha's, not Martha's Vineyard, uh, Nantucket is becoming uh, a way station for people visiting the country from New Mexico. No, you were right the first time, the vineyard. And uh, somehow they got sent by Ron DeSantis from Governor Abbott's state of Texas up to the vineyard, which all around is just cause for celebration, don't you think? Absolutely. Look at uh, all those resorts up there. All the areas are going to be closed down for the season. Anyways, there should be plenty of housing available for all these people who will be homeless. I think it was a great idea on the part of uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott, who's also sending people. He's sending them to Chicago, I guess, is where he's sending them. <laughs> the key so is get them, into, these- get them into the guilty states, the sanctuary states that want to incentivize illegal immigration and then reward people who successfully avoid uh, capture and, and prosecution. Yes, I mean, w- w- send it to the politicians who are lecturing us about how uh, we've got to be charitable and expect an unlimited supply of uh, of people who come to the country Ill- illegally without being vetted even. Uh, you know, it's, 
the more you see on TV, I can I can't really watch it anymore. It gets me going, which I'm certain is true of a lot of people. It's it's just totally out of control, and to me, it's it's one of the big scandals of of the, of this century so far. Uh, well, I was just uh, I was just commenting on the uh, I don't I I well you were there I think maybe you heard me playing the tape of Biden bragging about how he sold us out to the unions and how his whole administration yeah, was committed yeah. to that. I mean, how do you feel yeah. about that? Well, it, it reminded me, by the way, of Governor Malloy when he got up and you played that over and over again, how he talked about how much of the state budget is going to pay uh, the Connecticut state employees. I thought, well, this is an open admission uh, of who his real constituency is. And, you know, I think the same can be said of Biden. Biden, unfortunately, hang on. I'll uh, play that for you. Since you brought it up, sure. we want Malloy to get his his uh, props. Yes. Here. If you look at Don't what we it. are spending, every cent of additional revenue that has come in since 2011 goes to pay pensions, teachers, and state workers, and other post-employment benefits. Every single cent and more. So Dan Malloy was saying, don't look to me to have spent money to make new things happen in the state. You can't buy anything new in the state. Every cent goes to paying the retirees down in Florida or North Carolina to maintain their standard of living. That's what it's for. That's why we raise yeah. taxes. That's right. And, and you know, what I really wanted to talk to you about today is another political fiasco, which is uh, about to happen, which has to do with the, the cost of home heating oil and where that's going. Uh, Wait, isn't that dropping along with gasoline? Right now it is, but uh, they had a big colloquium up in Vermont the other day uh, with these uh, energy producers as well as the environmentalists, etc. And the president and chief executive officer of Northeast Gas Association warned that uh, costs to heat homes and businesses this winter could, I hope people, maybe I shouldn't say this, while people uh -oh. are driving their cars. Are you going to say the word double? The Quadruple. Quadruple, Stop it. four no. times. <laughs> yes, that's ridiculous. Oh, Wait, which <laughs> is this across the board? No matter how you heat, or a particular type of heat? Is that heating oil? Uh, yeah, he's talking about uh, uh, heating oil and, and natural gas because uh, natural gas is going to quadruple too. Well, that's what uh, this guy is is uh, saying is a real possibility. Wow! And you know, it's a confluence of all these events. Don't forget. We, you know, Biden put a halt to the XL uh, Keystone Pipeline. And then what we're doing now is we have record ex exports of liquid nat natural gas, LNG. Because of uh, Ukraine? So, yeah, to go to Europe because the mm -hmm. Europeans have gotten themselves into a pickle because they made themselves dependent on the Russians. So we're uh, empty here pipeline. because we sent it all over there? That That's contributing to it. That and the fact that, you know, Biden, rather than encouraging production, he's done everything he can to discourage production. So it's a perfect storm. You've got uh, restrictions, politically induced restrictions on gas production. At the same time, uh, politically uh, induced exports of the liquid natural gas that we're producing. So you're, you're basically making less uh, available to the, the folks who want to heat their homes in, in, the, in Connecticut, basically. So uh, it's, it's pretty scary, uh, Todd. And it's, you know, and the the politicians will do everything they can to blame it on things that they say are beyond their control, like the, the war in Ukraine, mm -hmm. et cetera. But the truth is that we've made ourselves vulnerable to this kind of stuff by our energy policies. Sure. Now, if we could, 
One of the, the biggest consumer of natural gas, which is a, it, it heats about 40 some odd percent of Connecticut, roughly 40 percent of Connecticut homes, are the utilities. Uh, now, if we could substitute uh, ba- nuclear power mm-hmm. for uh, natural natural gas, you'd have clean air. You wouldn't have any CO2 being emitted, and you'd have consistent, reliable uh, uh, energy that's available. And the huge amounts of natural gas are being fed into the utilities to sustain their operations could be then available to heat our homes and do the things that, uh, you know, that we use uh, uh, natural gas for. So it's basically a political fiasco. It's a politically induced crisis because of the failed policies at both the federal level and at the state level. I hold uh, President Biden uh, responsible for what he's done since he got into office and Governor Malloy and Governor Lamont for what they're doing uh, in Connecticut with regard to uh, energy prices, including natural gas and including in particular electricity well, you, prices. You're trying to be very specific about it, Len Susio, but the fact is the Democrats as a party are committed to the idea of mm-hmm. dismantling our ability to provide enough energy for the country. I mean, they, they've warned us that there are going to be blackouts and brownouts. They, they've told mm-hmm. us in advance that they've already prepared the world to have inadequate supplies for us. And then you even have out in California where they're saying, don't uh, charge your electric car during the <laughs> shortages. So they're laying it all out for everybody to see. We want you all driving cars you won't be able to drive, except when we tell you there's enough energy, which apparently they're crafting everything so there won't be. I do. I agree with you, Todd. I think it's a po- politically manufactured crisis that's uh, developing, and it's it's got the Democrats prim- primarily behind it, basically. But it's the whole intent is to basically get us out of our cars and to cut our uses of energy uh, dramatically, even if it's coerced, not because it's voluntary. And it's anti-freedom, anti-democratic uh, process, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, but what do you think, you're a politician, or used to be, what do you think motivates yeah. them to to lead us down the road to ruin i i don't believe that it's because they're so starry-eyed excited about saving the planet i think the saving the planet notion has been kidnapped and funneled into a bunch of non-responsive quote-unquote solutions that are designed to be able to change the world politically while claiming they're doing something about a problem that they're doing nothing about and may not even be a problem yes well see Crises work to the advantage of politicians because that's when the public cries out for leadership, right? Right. So if you're in a normal situation where you're so not we put the grease on the skid when we see trouble coming down the pike, we turn to them and say, "Please save us." That's it. That's what it boils down to. And then, the, and that is, I think, one of the big factors behind this. It's uh, who was it? The remember the uh, the White House aide who said, "Don't let a uh, a crisis go unwasted." <laughs> that was Rahm Emanuel. Yeah, Rob Emanuel, right. Well, that's it. Uh, if you if you have a crisis on your hands, then people, even like look at in war, people are reluctant to change the the, pres- the leadership of the country during wartime because we're all in a crisis. We're all in it together. Well, the same applies to other kinds of crises too. So it it act- actually enhances political power, and for those who are in power, as long as they can successfully blame it on something beyond their control and that you never want can... a serious crisis to go to waste that was the one you were looking for right you never want That's a it. serious crisis to go to waste 
what I mean. And it's even worse. We want to have serious crises or even pretend ones so that we yeah. can make good use of them. For political power and political gain, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that's the primary motivative factor here. Yes, and I think it's become clear because that's just what government does now. And if you, if you look at, even just look at Ned Lamont, everything is, oh, let's take that crisis and pretend you need government. Government caused it. Look at the solution to, quote-unquote, solution to the crisis Democrats created with student loans. Yes, yes, oh, yes, you're right about that. Well, you know, let me bring this around if I can, because I know okay. we've got only a minute or yeah, two Yeah, 30 seconds. Left. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there was a bill passed in the legislature this past May that had to do with authorizing the building of a nuclear plant uh, on the Millstone site uh, mm -hmm. by uh, the owner of that site. And I, yet you hear nothing about it, Todd. And I believe that that should become a big issue in the campaign, because if we can build a new nuclear plant, that could become the primary source of our electricity in Connecticut, relieving us of all the demand on natural gas, which would free it up. You sure you don't yeah. just want one huge windmill there? <laughs> We're building a, bu a bunch of those out in, in uh, Martha's Vineyard Sound and, and uh, <laughs> off the coast of uh, Rhode Island. Uh, oh, and, it's and, so uh, crazy. Of course, that's unreliable energy and high-cost energy at the same time. Len Suzio, thank you, sir. Worlds. We'll talk Thank to you, you next God. week. Looking forward to listening to you. Take care. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.